Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And, you know, over the last month or two, I have been inviting back some of my favorite guests to see what life has been like during COVID. Now, some of my guests were actually interviewed the first time before COVID hit. Some were interviewed at the beginning of COVID. But today, I interviewed Chris back in June. So the world is constantly changing. So I wanted to catch up with him, find out what's been going on in his life. How has this extended COVID period been affecting him, his life, his business? And I know he has some new things going on that he's going to tell you about. So Chris is the CEO, the co-founder of Flowchat. A SAAS company that has a unique way of acquiring new customers. Their organic tool and strategies have led to boosting their company and others to over a hundred thousand a month in revenue. I know for many of you, that's a goal. Well, Chris isn't building businesses, he's building a lifelong marriage, world impacting family, and competed on America Ninja Warrior. Woo! Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you so much. That's a fun intro. <laughs> I actually did see you on American Ninja Warrior because I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a fun show. It's a fun show. It's been crazy to see. Uh, uh, actually, here's here's a little fun like insider business marketing uh, tip that I learned. Huge takeaway from the Ninja Warrior experience. Uh, so they're they're you know past they're like season twelve, season thirteen. They're you know so season three, four, and six is when I was on the show. And so seeing it in season three, my friends uh, competing in season two and telling me about it and, and, you know, totally pulling me into it and us going from there. It was a bunch of ninjas hanging out, having fun. And by the time you got to about season five, season six, season seven, it was like, okay, well, we got this gym. We set up in our backyard. We're training 40 hours a week. And then I'm like, okay, well, y'all have fun because <laughs> like I'm married. I got business. <laughs> like I just play around in the obstacles because it's fun and cool. And, you know, got to do some testing. And like I climbed Mount Midoriyama, the 75 foot rope. Uh, and that is a, oh, that's a long 75 feet. But you're already exhausted. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, world-class. I, so the, the, you know, there's only been a, couple people that have actually completed American Ninja Warrior and they're climbing that rope after competing, completing, excuse me, stage three. And they climbed the stupid thing in under 30 seconds. What are we talking about? It took me like five minutes anyway. So, um, fortunately that's not how I feed my family or we'd all be very hungry. Uh, but the business takeaway is this first, it was Ninja Warrior in Japan and you would go 
to Japan and you would compete. So American Ninja Warrior made their version, modeled something that was interesting, it was working. Okay, first takeaway. Second takeaway is they created a tribe and an identity. Mm, yes. They created a tribe and an identity. And well, oh, I'm an American Ninja Warrior. Yes, there is the the identity as it pertains to the global brand, but they created a bunch of uh, subculture brands like the RV Ninja or the Natty Ninja or the This Ninja and the That Ninja. So everyone started creating their own version of American Ninja and just Ninja from all over the world. And so what's powerful is, is your company, is your community, is your movement big enough to have guests come in? Mm-hmm. And if not, there there's revenue growth. And I would also like to argue fulfillment and joy that you're you're missing out on in your business and this this is something that i i've practiced in uh this is now my fourth company that that i'm working on it wasn't until my third company that i'm like oh i should actually try some of this stuff but it made um i was a lot more connected to what the mission i was doing and you know what the culture was and you know who i am and and how i relate to other people and then also it helped me attract more of those ideal prospects i know everyone listening watching this, uh, wants more ideal customers. <laughs> There's those clients that you get, you know, you're like, ah, you know, maybe it was just a rough onboarding call. And then you fast forward a little bit and you're like a month in, you're like, whew, man, we're sure are working hard for this one. Doesn't it's quite, it's like, ah, but it's going to turn around. It's going to turn around three, six months down the road. You're just beating your head against the wall. Like, why are we doing this? Like, I hate, I don't like this. And you're, and really you probably shouldn't maybe have not done business together in the first place. And that's a, that's a really frustrating place because sometimes it's the silent killer in our business. Yes. It's the thing that slowly eats at us. And we like, ah, maybe I'll just do that tomorrow. And so what it does is mentally and emotionally, it slows down our production. And, and, and internally, sometimes we're aware of it. Sometimes we're not till later, we start hating our business. And it, it, it takes away that fire that actually propels us forward and actually gives more. And people feel that energy and they receive the energy and then they give it back to us. And then it cycles and, and then it starts scaling and growing from a mental and emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and those being in an alignment, as I've learned later in life, I'm not as much the feely guy, <laughs> but from a, from a strategic, I want to dominate and grow perspective. I was like, Hey, you know, it's wise to not look over this, this piece of the business. And so these are some of my fun takeaways from American Ninja Warrior. Didn't know I was going to get into that today, but hopefully it serves some people. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about some of the things that you said, and um, I, I completely agree. But I think one thing you missed out on is the fact of the credibility that you received being an American Ninja Warrior. It has nothing to do with what you do now. But because you were on American Ninja Warrior, because you climbed the mountain, right, there is a credibility that you have that you now use to build your business, right? Because people think, oh, wow, he must be an amazing person. He was an American Ninja Warrior, right? So, you know, one of the things I love to talk to people about, my clients about, is you know, what things have you done in your life that give you credibility? And it may have nothing to do with your business, but it has everything to do with your character, your personality, your skills, talents, and abilities, right? So don't be afraid to use those other things you have done in your life. I introduced myself as an award-winning speaker, 
I'm in Toastmasters. I have complete, I have competed in competitions and I have won awards for speaking. Now that's not directly related to my business, but I can honestly say I am an award winning speaker, right? So think of those things in your life that other things in your life that you can use as part of the credibility of who you are. So point number two, um, I noticed like this last couple of seasons, they're letting uh, like the teenagers in now. And all I kept thinking was if American Ninja Warrior was on when I was a kid, I would have been one of those kids who would have worked to be on the show because I used to love doing all that kind of stuff. I can't do it now because I thought, oh, man, I'm the extraordinary word ninja. I can go on American Ninja where I thought, no, my body can't do that. But uh, (laughs) if I was a kid, I'd be one of those kids who, you know, who would have either found a gym or found something. I lived in an apartment building, so I couldn't build it in my backyard, but I would have found ways to be it to become an American ninja warrior. I would have been the Canadian ninja warrior. <laughs> yeah, let's go. The maple leaf ninja warrior. <laughs> hey, I, I like love that. It. The maple leaf ninja warrior. <laughs> you know, but I think I think you're so correct in the fact that, you know, when when you're trying to build that business, you know, when you're when you're working so hard that you have to have things in place. Like, you know, you, you took those lessons that you learned from the American Ninja Warrior and you started applying them to your business because they were good, solid lessons. So I actually, I'm going to let you loose to teach on some of that today. And I know one of the main things that we wanted to talk about was your, was your flow chat because it is such an incredible, unique tool to help you systemize and organize your ability to network, meet people, and then convert. So I want to just kind of let you loose to talk on that for a bit, because I think that's really going to help um, our entrepreneurs today, our professionals, our speakers, our coaches. And you also mentioned about having systems in place. So I'm going to let you loose to, to talk. Yeah, well, let me, let me start with a story, because stories are fun. So I'm fishing in Alaska for the first time. And Kim, it was That's an freaking awesome. It was so freaking cool. Um, I'm I'm not uh, a great uh, fisherman. I've only got to do it a handful of times in my life, uh, and this was this was one of them. And it was just it was such a fun experience because we were uh, we were at this. It was just outside of Ketchikan, uh, Alaska, and so we were on skiffs, like these smaller boats with the handheld, you know, motor. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're catching the fish, we're netting them, we get to gut them, and you know, like do like the whole the whole process. And um, I'm totally no bear grills, but I just love being outside and like new adventure doing new things, like going hunt. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is fun. So that was a cool experience. And here's something that, that made it even, even more fun is, is who I got to do it with. Mm-hmm. And this kind of plays in this recurring theme of, of networking that we'll touch on today. But the, uh, I was with all these other entrepreneurs and business owners. And uh, I have a habit, Kim. The habit is I'm often the, the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> So people like being the dumbest person in the room. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, I was, I was in the, this is like, I'm, I'm, I'll promise I'll stay on a point for the most part. Everyone listening, it's kind of how my brain works. Welcome to the world of Chris. You're like, man, Chris, Hey, I got to deal with me 24 seven. You only got to put up with me for this show. Okay. But I promise there's some good stuff in here. Right. And, and I have clear points on this. 
I was in a, I was in another uh, meeting with my, my partners and you know, though I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And I, you know, I, it's not that I've done nothing. Right. You know, right. I've, I've, you know, ended up uh, where I've ended up uh, from a, a blend of, of things. And some of that has been hard work. A lot of it's been hard work. <laughs> right. But all that being said, they're doing all these great achievements and then they're just kind of poking at me a little bit, which I think is great. I think it's funny. I've been playing sports my whole life. It's, it's fine. Right. So they're, they're, they're picking at me a little bit and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my my superpower is finding people that are smarter and better at me than things, and then you know, convincing them that we should all work together. <laughs> like, I think maybe that's my superpower. So, this all being said, uh, I'm in that 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 superpowers at work, and I'm with all these different entrepreneurs in Alaska. And how what was amazing is how we fish together. There's a lot of takeaways in that experience. It's a week that we were all there together. But just for time and for simplicity today, the one big takeaway was the bigger the company, the more present they were. Hmm. And explain explain that to me. Because I've always heard the opposite. The bigger the comp the bigger the entrepreneur, the more successful, the more present they were. And for me, and and here's what this is why it hit me personally so hard. Here I am, like, and and you know, uh, with our software, this is this is a couple years ago. We and we built and sold our first software company two years ago, and so we were working on that software company at that time. And you know, we we were doing we had a, a seven figure run rate, so we were doing you know over a million dollars a year in sales, um, and oh man, you know, we had a few things going, but these people that were five, ten, even sometimes twenty, thirty times larger than we were. Is it really me being more busy than them? Or wouldn't, wouldn't they have a lot more pressure? They have way more payroll. They have way more people. They have way more you know, demand and responsibility than I do. Then why are they less busy than me? And that really hit me hard. Because as you grow in business, yes, there's the element you work smarter, not harder. But, but there's, it's the importance and value of building team and system. And if you've ever fallen into that trap of, oh, well, it's just, it's just easier and faster and cheaper if I do it. Well, maybe today, but we all have, we all only have so much mental, emotional, physical, financial capacity. Mm -hmm. And if we never, and I know everyone knows this already, I get it. Right. But I'm also the, I was also the person employing myself and others for 10 years that also understood it. That took freaking forever to just really focus and value this because I'm not, um, my personality type, I'm very, I'm a very, very high visionary. I implement and I, I'll execute and I get results. You know, it's like you follow me in, in life and how I've shown up and graduating at the top of my class, third degree black belt, like anything I do is just, if anything worth doing is worth doing well. And so I apply myself. I'm not always the the smartest, the fastest. I just, I focus at it pretty hard and I usually spend more time and, and effort and energy and resource on it than others. Therefore, I get a different result. Now, all this being said, it was this huge epiphany that I'm not valuing system and team the way that they do. And I also had the desire to continue to scale and grow. Now, if you're happy with where you're at, that's one thing. But if deep down you're frustrated and you feel stuck, then this is for you. And like it was for me. <laughs> and so this this really got me thinking, um, am I, in fact, part of my process now is when I'm building a department with my department head, <laughs> not alone, yes. and with my with the team, we're building the standard operating procedures, SOP. If it does not live on paper, it's not real. 
um, part of my process is once it's built, I need to leave for a day, for a week, for a month, for six months, whatever it is, and come back. And is it equal or greater than how I left it? Is it continuing to grow and evolve by itself? Or does it constantly need to, you know, some duct tape, a little bit of Gorilla Glue on the side or, right? So um, that all be, that all being said, uh, that's part, like, I'm, if I can't be out of it, then I know that's part of my test. And so that was one simple thing that, that anyone listening, you can uh, add to your process of, of building stuff. Now, <clears throat> another really big thing for me was on the acquisition side. They solved and had system, not just effort. They had effort and system for acquiring new clients and new customers. And for me, you know, I, I started out my career a decade ago I've been commission-only employing myself and others the last 10 years of my life. I started out in B2B commission-only sales and it sucked, <laughs> right? My second month, Kim, I'm working 70 plus hours a week the entire month. And we heard some of the story. I made $800 for the whole month. I'm trying to get married at that time, you know, and the pitch of, hey, baby, I'm broke. You want to move in with my parents? What do you say? Now, I never actually pitched that because we both know how that pitch is going to go. <laughs> I'm going to also not close that deal. <laughs> and I didn't need any more rejection at that time. <laughs> so it, it, it taught me something very important. I don't get paid to work. I get paid to produce results. Yes. Yeah. And producing the way I produce results is I must get results for other people. And if I don't, then I either should quit now <laughs> or go back to the drawing board and come back to the market with something real to actually talk about. And it was just a real hard, honest kick to the teeth. <laughs> but I'm really grateful for that because that was in the very beginning of my career. And without that, I would not have been able to number one, survive in that environment. And then number two, build a portfolio that allowed me to actually sell back to the company, get a, you know, a small amount of cash, like 50, 60 grand. And I used that to then start my next you know, business, which was an insurance agency. And then I sold that and rolled into my next one. And, you know, really I've, but look, I came, I didn't come from money. I've always had to create something from nothing, so to speak, which means be a value creator, get other people results. Listen, number one, listen. Number two, practice empathy. Number three, creatively solve problems. Those yeah. are like my those are my principles. Those are my move. That's my superpower of how I've like learned to not only feed myself, but eventually feed my marriage. Cause, uh, I was able to buy a ring. Um, and, and then, you know, provide, and my, my wife has stayed at home the entire time. Cause that was part of the model that we wanted to create. Now we have three kids under the age of six and life is insane. <laughs> yeah. That, that describes life with children under six completely. <laughs> And here's the, here's the big truth, Kim, everyone listening to this, this is important. Lean in on this one. We all already have systems. <laughs> Thanks for the little lean in. That was awesome. <laughs> um, we all already have systems. This was the big thing that turned me. Oh, wow. Systems. Well, I got to learn and I got to do it. No, no, no. We already have systems in our business running. Your system might not be a good system. I've got systems still in my business that aren't great. We're, it's a constant evolving thing, right? But I think just number one, knowing that 
And then knowing like, okay, well, I'm going to have systems. Do I want a good system or do I want a bad system? <laughs> and for well, me, when it went that way. Let's sure. even bring it down a little bit more. Yeah. You have systems in your life. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, think about it. When you How do you brush your teeth, Kim? Pair of pants. Pair of pants, yep. When you go to put on a pair of pants, you will always put the same leg in first. That's fun. Yep. Think about it. You do. Now, try to put the other leg in first. Right? You yeah. just crossed your hands. Which hand went on top? See, yep. we have systems in our life already. We just don't even think about it. And that's how you know that it's been, you know, it's an effective system is it doesn't require a mental and emotional decision-making energy and bandwidth. And, and that starts shifting growth. And so when I'm watching all these more experienced, more established business owners in Alaska, they have better systems. And here's the big thing. They're not, it's not that they're smarter. It's not that they're better. It's not that they came from or had, you know, they were bit by a spider, like Spider-Man, and then they had some superpower, right? It's not anything like that. And and more money or bigger and growth is not harder or more work, but it is different thinking. Yes. And so that, that, for whatever reason, you know, I'm sharing this story because that was my experience of being out there. And these are some of my epiphanies that, that really shifted. Mm-hmm. It starts, it starts in, in, in our head, right? Yeah. You know, we're, we're getting perfect results. You look at your results you're getting right now. Those are perfect results because those are the combination of your current thoughts, beliefs, you know, circumstance environment does matter. I'm not, I'm not disrespecting that at, at all. It is a real part of the equation, but there's also plenty. I think we all can agree. There's plenty of use cases, examples of people that start in very good environment and not so good environment. And there's all kinds of stories. There's some where it just goes bad in both. And there's some stories where it goes great in both. But if you study success Mm -hmm. and you study personal development and you study uh, habits and trends and patterns, wisdom you know, begins to reveal itself. And some of, some of the wisdom is like, oh, it's not, and for me, the way I connect to it, relate to it, these might not be the right adjectives for you. But for me, it's like, it's not harder, Chris, it's just different. And then the next step is, you know, do you choose to start listening and practicing and, and learning more about those different things? And being open to that is number one, seeking it, mm-hmm. you know, asking questions and then practicing and executing some of it. And so what I've been able to do, one that was really helpful is, is on the networking piece. Now, there's all different types of ways to grow our business. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of one that I'll, I'll end with is <sighs> networking is, it, there's all the different ways to acquire. There's, there's cold call, like I started cold calling. Oh my gosh, I felt like I was going to vomit. Oh, every single day. My stomach was just so uncomfortable. It doesn't. Oh. And so, um, and, and I, I did a lot of that, you know, and I grew through that. I worked through that. And at the end of it, you know how I felt, Kim? Not good. The freaking same. It works. It's effective. I still didn't like, it, and I still just didn't want to do it. <laughs> right. So, but it, it, it taught me how to listen and connect with people and ask good questions and kind of be under the gun and feel a little bit of the pressure and, and think on my feet a little bit. Now this all said, 
I, I, what really kicked off for me was being in local chamber of commerce and, and BNI business networking international. And I started building relationships with other business owners. And at first the thought was absurd. It's like, well, I'm going to wait a second. I'm commission only. I'm trying to survive. And y'all want me, I'm trying to find business for me. You want me to go find business for you? Whew, like this is hot, but I, I bought into it. You know, and I, I started listening and I started being, uh, bringing them value and referrals and getting them results. And they're like, oh man, thanks. What was your name? Oh, your name's Chris. Chris. Thank you, Chris. You know, oh, what is it that you do? <laughs> and now I got and to share. And then a lot of reciprocity kicks in. And I got to share with them not only who I was, because they already started to get, they already got to get a little sample of who I was as a person, but they, they saw what I did. And it was in this positive framework and I started to get business and I started to get a lot. In fact, uh, when I started doing that, I ended up signing over 200 businesses, selling over 200 businesses in under three years. And it, it was a big shift in my life. And now I do, I continue those same patterns and principles, but I do it online with chat. It's just connecting with people and said, instead of going to local events or conference, I still go to some, right. Um, and there's but, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But to, and to me, I'm like, it's all the same, whether I'm actually going in person, which we're now getting to do a little bit more of, which is great, <laughs> you know, but what I've been doing online is the same thing. Instead of going to the conference, I'm going to this thing called Facebook group or LinkedIn or Instagram. Kim, people are logging in 12 plus times a day. They're spending five plus hours per day. I was like, that's insane. Who does that? Now, the other thing is that's just the pattern. And so first is we want to identify where and write this down for everyone listening. The first thing you want to do in building systems and, and specifically for acquiring, where is the attention? Yep. Where are people, the habits and the patterns, where are they spending their time? And the good news is when they're on these social platforms, um, where I started looking at this more, I'm like, Guess what? Guess what? Real estate's free. Chat. Guess where open rates are ninety percent or higher. Guess where click through rates are twenty five times or higher. Chat. I was like, this is great. So what we started doing to sell our high ticket mastermind was just chat. We're like, what if we just talk to people? What if? What if we didn't do? Now I love all forms of acquisition. Just to be clear, right? If we're talking about challenges, summits, paid ads, webinars, funnel. We've done all those things. And, and they all can work effectively, but they all do also require a lot of time and money. Mm. Chat's free. Like you can do that yeah. today. And as you, as you, so we did, and we ended up writing $102,000 in business in six weeks, just in chat. We're like, whoa, I guess this is a good idea. If anyone's done enough chat, you're like, yeah, but Chris, but it turns into a mess. And, you, and you're right. It does. It becomes almost impossible to manage. That's where we created Flowchat. Uh, Flowchat keeps all of our conversations in one place at one time where we, we can manage not only hundreds, but thousands of conversations going on at one at one time and and not let anyone slip through the cracks. Because if you're talking to Jeff, Kyle and Susie and they're, you got to like scroll literally for 20 plus minutes just to find the conversation from two weeks ago, that alone two months ago. I did, I just sent some messages this morning, Kim. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been talking to some people now for, for eight to 12 months. Yeah. When you have consistent, reliable systems, it's going to ping and remind you. And you know what it leads for? Plenty of space and time to just be human with somebody and actually do the right due diligent work where it feels good and it's actually fun and helpful to connect upfront in the beginning. What you end up getting is amazing clients that 41% of our business comes from referral. Yeah. Yeah. It's just well, people least, chatting at up. At least 41% of mine. 
And so, and, and you know what we do? We have a system for referrals. People do like group chats and then that goes in and then our team picks it up and then they go through a, a sequence of, you know, sharing value, connection, conversation, and, and then it leads into a call. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, or our spotlight series, which you know about and, you know, interviews. And so there's a lot of different fun things to do, but what it starts with is having a, a predictable, reliable, and consistent system for building relationship with your market. And one, one way that I'd highly recommend is, is chat. Because today you're listening to this, you can you maybe already doing chat. Maybe you've thought about it, but you're you're like, ah, but I don't know. And you're like, hey, we started with no website, no funnels, no email list, none of those things. We knew who we were. And we knew what problem we solved. And we reached out to the people that we knew we could serve. We started serving for free. Yeah. And, and then we got better and faster at it. And then we started to charge. And then we charged more and more and more as demand grew. So hopefully that's helpful for someone listening today. I think that's awesome. We've only got a couple of minutes left. So talk more about FlowChat. Who would FlowChat really work for? Um, you know, you kind of talked around it, but get a little bit more specific. And then how can people connect with you to find out more about FlowChat? Because to me, yeah. and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost see- seems like a CRM for chat. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And and it's also important for know, like if someone ha- already has a CRM, we 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 close the gaps you know that your CRM is missing and cuz it's it's a it builds a list flowchat's really good at doing two things building targeted lead lists in a in a matter of seconds so on facebook linkedin and instagram we can actually um you know import profiles like you know for example if you're uh, from any facebook group any facebook group that your profile is a member of you can import that that Facebook group list. Um, if pe- any post, any comment, or any ad people are liking or engaging, whether it's your post or someone else's post, you can import all the people that are liking that content. And so there's some really strategic, helpful tools. And this goes back to the, you know, the, the Alaska story. There's tools and resources. They're thinking different. They're they're and that they're not better, bigger, smarter, faster than you or me or us. It's that they they have they're thinking different. And they're using different tools and resources. And FlowChat just happens to be one of them. And um, it, it's also really good at managing that conversation from like a CR, CRM standpoint. So, hey, to continue the conversation, we have a, a it's our Facebook group, FlowChat. It's like the official community, like FlowChat, the official community. And um, you know, th- that's a great place. Jump in there. Look at our member list. If you're looking to network and connect, just to can continue the ethos of what I've been talking about today. If if there's a connection that I can make for you, please like jump in our group. Like, oh man, it'd be really cool to have an introduction to these people, these other FlowChat fam. We call them the FlowChat fam. So FlowChat members, and I'd be happy to make like a group intro. That's kind of my offer. Uh, I, my value, even the you know people that are like way above me, like ah, oh, how could I serve them? everyone always needs another connection or could benefit from it because they don't know people in my network. So I can make introductions. And so for um, that's got me in a lot of doors, by the way. (laughs) Um, So so please do the same, please reach out, happy to make those, those intros and warm them up for you as well in the flow chat Facebook group. And there was one other question you asked me, Kim. Oh, if people wanted to find out more about actually getting flow chat, 
Yeah, the, the Facebook group's a great place to start. The, the first video will kind of give you a walkthrough of what it looks like and welcome you and, and you know, our, our guidelines, what you can expect from the community kind of thing. So that, that'd be an excellent place to, uh, to start. Just one more thing, because I know we're, we're pretty well out of time, but there was, you kept saying something and it reminded me of something. Um, back when I first started and I was in network marketing, I listened to a CD by Jim Rohn. And one of the things he talked about was the fact that he wasn't smarter. He didn't have the advantages that everybody else did. Um, Usually when he started something, he was way behind everybody else. Mm -hmm. But he learned a system of doing things and he learned how to figure out what numbers he needed. So he Mm -hmm. could win any contest because he had a system and he knew his numbers. So he knew if, let's say, you know, you needed to get like a hundred sales. Yeah. He knew to get a hundred sales to win the contest that he'd have to talk to, let's say a thousand people or, or 500 people, right? He knew his numbers. So he could win any contest he wanted to because he knew his numbers and then he had a system in place yeah. to make it happen. So powerful. If you hear somebody say, yeah, I love what you're saying. Uh, is there a specific uh, like question or part you wanted me to uh, speak to on well, that just, one? It, it just every time you said that, I kept thinking about Jim Rohn's story, you know, and how much that impacted me. Mm. And it made me realize I do not have to be the best. I just have to know my numbers and I have to have a system in place. So that every time you kept saying that, I'm just thinking, man, that's like confirmation from like 15 years ago of what you know, one of the first lessons I learned. So I am so thankful, Chris, that you came on today. And I know we have to to shut down. We went over a little bit, but this has been so good. So this has been Chris Baden and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book, at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.